Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on a Friday on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you have a great weekend planned, uh, and we are thankful that you have us on your mind here as you get into your weekend. Maybe you're listening to this over the weekend. But uh, Kyle and I are back after I had Wednesday off. Really enjoyed listening to to that episode of Draft Dudes uh, while I was driving around a bit yesterday. And Kyle did a nice job uh, handling the show solo. But we're back for you, Kyle, my man. What's going on? Joe, note how when you live, leave me the keys to the castle, I don't throw you under the bus. Man, you know, I, I had so much positivity and, and, and excitement there. I just had you, an axe to grind. I, I just had to make a point. Yeah. You know, but uh, other than that, uh, I'm feeling very blessed. I'm in a hotel room right now. I uh, just got done with rehearsal dinner uh, for my sister's wedding, um, which is happening on Friday, uh, to, as you guys are listening today. Uh, that is my weekend plans. So, um He's a great guy. We're really excited to have him as part of the family. Um, makes for an interesting episode of Draft Dudes. I think this is the first one I've ever recorded in a hotel room um, for Draft well, Dudes. We've we've done dudes. some yeah we've done some locked on shows at uh, at the Senior Bowl, but uh, the, the, these are trying times, Joe. 
Kyle, so you've got a new brother-in-law, assuming you know everything goes through. Um, Let's hope, yeah. Who is his favorite hockey team? I think I recall you saying, you know, he's a hockey player. All of his buddies are hockey players. Who's his favorite NHL team? This could be this could be something to help you with your it's, choice now that not, the Golden Knights are out. It's not though. It's, he's a, a Philadelphia Flyers season ticket holder. Oh, so he's already one of the what is it? One three, of three three teams off the unmentionables. Goals. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. Okay. Right? I thought, hey, I had something there. But uh, speaking of our hockey basketball theme, uh, Markel Fultz is a 76er. What's up? You feeling good about this? I mean, you've got season tickets. you got the number one pick. Things uh, seem to be at an all-time high here in Philadelphia 76er basketball hey, man, world. Of things. As, as they say, you got to just trust the process. So here we are. Um, yeah, the day after the Sixers traded up to the first overall pick um, – the the seat value for the season tickets that we got it went up like ten dollars a seat oh, per man. game, so it was just like jackpot. It was what we were hoping to get uh, when we invested the day before the lottery, and th- and it just happened to come like a month later. So that was like a huge gift to us. And then Fultz, obviously, uh, being a player that that fits what Philadelphia needs so bad, which is back court playmakers and shooters and uh, guys that can score off the dribble. Uh, it's nice. It feels really good. I'm really excited. He might not be the most dynamic player uh, coming out of this class. I actually really like Fox, and I think Monk is just a stone-cold shooter. But um, I-, I think for what Philadelphia needs, I think he's just like a, a dream come true. Speaking of Monk, Charlotte Hornet. Malik Monk now paired with yeah, Dwight Howard had to so, give you some love. You know what? I can we pour a little bit out for what Dwight Howard's career could have been, and what it's about to be going forward. Back with Steve Clifford in the Queen City, um, his his career is about to be resurrected. You know, he's you not. So? He's not. Oh yeah, his best years came with Clifford in Orlando. Um, I think he's energized. Uh, I like what he does for this Hornets team in terms of spacing. Uh, on offense and then allowing the team to be more aggressive on defense, knowing you have Dwight Howard as that last line of defense for the rim protector. I think this is a good move for Charlotte. You know, it's been fun, Kyle. I, I, I spent last night, you know, watching the NBA draft and I don't pretend to be an NBA draft expert. I'm a casual uh, NBA fan. I, I enjoy Hornets basketball. Uh, obviously when the Hornets are good, I, I, I'm much more invested it was a bad season last year, but it was really cool to, to be a fan, right? Just kind of right. like, watch it and listen to Jay Billis talk and, you know, Malik Monk is the best shooter in the draft. And I'm like, Oh man, we got the best shooter in the draft. You know what I mean? I, I it made me think about you know, people that maybe follow along with our work and, and, you know, hear Kyle Krabs say, Oh man, the, you know, the, the Marshawn Lattimore is the best cover corner in the draft and some Saints fan being super excited that, Oh man, this is what we needed. It, it's cool. You know what? I really enjoy, like I, 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 I woke up and wanted to read like NBA mock draft and see all the all the all the stuff so you know what man uh, it was fun to just like not have to deliver the information just consume it and uh you know gave me some energy here to to you know really deliver for people because i want to we we want to be valued respected opinions in this field and uh, uh i hope that i can create the same enthusiasm is as, as it was created for me kind of being a fan of this nba draft yeah i totally agree it's one of those things you kind of take for granted, you know, just just looking specifically at what we did with our draft coverage this year, right? You, me, and John Owning sitting at a table for five hours. That's hard. 
That's really that's really freaking hard. And um you know, I, I think you take it for granted because the guys that are at the peak of the profession make it look so easy. Uh obviously mm-hmm. there's a, a certain level of uh experience and production quality and you know, they're there live and they're able to access the players and fill some of that space, but um yeah, I, I certainly have gained both an appreciation for delivering that content with what we've been able to do with NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports over the course of the past year or two, and uh, also an appreciation for the chances to go to games and go to events and, and consume sports content and just be a fan. You know, because I don't think we'll ever, I'll ever have the chance to do that for football again. Like, right. it, it's always <laughs> so, it's always ruined for me now as far as just being uh-huh. a fan. I'm always going to be thinking higher levels and, and, and layers down and 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 trying to to look at it from an analytical standpoint. So uh, I think these other sports, Joe, I think they're going to be a nice safe haven for us to keep our sanity. Do you think, you know, look, this is going to hit me. Do you think that's why lately we've been kind of more drawn to the supplemental sports? Like even I'm watching NASCAR, like what the hell is that? You know, I, like I, I, is it, I'm starving for the fan side of things. The Mets are having a bad year, so I'm looking for NASCAR. The, the intrigue with the NBA draft, uh, you know, it's it seems like my my interest to just be a consumer is peaked up a bit. Just kind of, kind of give me some of that back, because it's fun, man. Probably, and and we are both stone cold competitors too. So I don't think that that <laughs> uh, hurts as far as us constantly looking for outlets. Um, yeah. Because uh, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked by you in in all of our competitions this year, mock drafts and uh, college bowl pickums. So um, at least I can hang my hat on maybe some sports teams in supplemental sports. Yeah, but you know we don't play for those teams, so it's it's not like it doesn't matter in a in a no, it does, it does. I don't play for the Hornets. I don't play for the Mets. Okay, and the Scouting for... 2017 NFL draft contest. I'm one right. in I played, our last one contest. I, and thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, so I that was good this. for you. You, you, twist, won. you twist my arm here. I'm going to I'm gonna strong arm you. Well, Just, I mean, obviously, and, and when you look at my belt, you know, I've got some, some notches yeah, you in there. Got, you got the three, most accurate. Uh, three most notches accurate. on your mock. Yeah, and, and two years in a row on bull pick them. And, uh, you know, I feel good about those things. So. Okay. Well, um, you're zero for one. Last one. That's what. Yeah, I guess. What right What have now. I done for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to create some competitions <laughs> here. You know, what? I, I'm going to give myself a win for what was the poll we did lately? Uh what the hell was that? Oh, I could bring up Thanksgiving plate meal. No, you know, no, no. We're talking about what it was lately. I cannot remember for the life of me right, right now what the poll it was, was hot that or we cold did. Coffee. Hot or cold iced yeah, coffee. Was, that's it was right. Hot or cold coffee. That, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So can we talk we'll about some up. football, please? Yeah, we, we better. So we've got a cool show concept, Kyle. Why don't you uh, tell the people what that's about? Yeah. So over the course of the summer, uh, Fan Rag Sports and John Owning has asked us to kind of take the draft specific scope off a little bit and look at some players across the league. Uh, conduct film breakdowns on these players, discuss why they are good, why they might be great, and uh, get into some of the technical side of things. And I feel like a lot of times that's kind of taken for granted at the professional level, right? Uh, Everybody knows who the star players are, but how often do you really get into like a really deep 
dive into why and the specifics of that. And everybody eats up like the pro football focuses of the world where they quantify this player's great because X amount of time he executes this responsibility. But there's not really a whole lot of consumption that's put out there to be consumed for film studies. So what we want to do is we want to talk about some of these film studies we've done over the course of the past two or three weeks and talk about what parallels we can draw to college scouting and what parallels we can draw to how we might watch players going forward or what lesson, uh, lesson we might have learned from watching that player play at the college level versus where he's at now. So, Joe, you actually, you know, you've been at these for a while, so I don't know which guys you want to talk about. I think you've got, what, three or four of these guys racked up now? Yeah, so I've done four so far. I've got another one coming next week, which I'm just, you'll find out next week. But I've done uh, Kalichi Assemble, the guard for the Raiders, uh, Landon Collins, the safety for the Giants, Michael Bennett, the defensive lineman for Seattle, and Andrew Luck, quarterback. Indianapolis Colts and you know I'm not going to get heavy into all of them but I want to I'm just going to start off with Michael Bennett um man you know you you, nobody unless you're a Seahawks fan you probably don't watch 16 games a year you you don't know how good he is with your own eyes without you know I went through and I watched about half of his games uh, over the last two seasons and you know, one thing that I've been very guilty of, and I think a lot of NFL draft analysts have been guilty of, is is pegging these tweener defensive end, defensive tackle prospects as the next Michael Bennett. You know, the John Bullards, the Solomon Thomases of the world. You know, it's easy to say, okay, this guy's a player that kind of has the size of a defensive end, but really doesn't win around the edge as much as he does by attacking interior gaps. And, okay, so that's Michael Bennett. Well, well, not so fast. You know what I mean? We're talking about one of the premier defensive lineman in the NFL and Michael Bennett. And I really got an appreciation for how he wins and how, even though he's only 274 pounds and he ran over a five second, 40 yard dash, how he's been able to have become such a dynamic playmaker in the NFL. And it really comes because yeah, you know, he doesn't have that great long time speed, but he's super quick and he has great tech. So how how efficient and powerful and quick he is with his hands to really get into the blockers pads and control those reps very early on and and control the line of scrimmage, reset the line of scrimmage, dictate the way he wants to play that rep. Uh, And then he's so alert and aware as to where the ball is to find it and then just get rid of the blocker and, and make a play. Now, as a pass rusher, what makes him so good is a combination of of, of that quickness I talked about, the hand technique I talked about, but his ability to do all of that in concert with with reducing his surface area, getting skinny and working through gaps. And, I mean, he is a handful for, for these, these offensive linemen to handle, you know, guards and tackles. You know, he's, he's able to maintain his run fits even on the interior, lining up as a four-eye or, or as a three technique, uh, able to maintain those run fits because he's so quick. And because he's established the reps so early, it doesn't matter if he's three hundred, not three hundred and fifteen pounds, holding holding his ground. He's got so much technique and leverage and power behind what he does. So you know, I'm thinking, I'm watching these college players and 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 thinking about you know getting those guys into the NFL and how they fit and, and what they're doing at college at the college level and and if it's going to work in the NFL. And and so it's it's drawn an appreciation for me to what Michael Bennett does 
compared to the guys that I think can be the next Michael Bennett type player and what the true differences are. And if they're not really fulfilling the things I just talked about, you know, they're just, they're not the next Michael Bennett. They're, they're, they're different. And Michael Bennett is, is really a premier football player. I've got a ton of appreciation for his game and I'll be very cautious next time that I sit there and, you know, toss around that label so loosely. Yeah. That's uh first of all, step down off the soapbox. That was a great rant. That's like one of your top <laughs> top draft dudes' rants, uh, yeah, and it was excited, a, it man. was about it's defensive linemen. So you know you get passionate about those guys. I know you love those those kind of. I don't I don't want to peg you as an interior guy, but I feel like you're more of an interior uh, defensive line kind of guy than an, an edge guy. Is that wrong of me to typecast you like that? And I change my mind all the time. Yeah, I really do. But you, you appreciate Victim a good of the one, moment. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So here's a good one. How about Indominican Sue, right? Uh, I looked at him earlier this week uh, looking specifically at um, – no, he gets a lot of flack for a quote-unquote lack of production in Miami. He's had 11 sacks in two years. Uh, and I know I touched on this uh, before Wednesday's show as kind of the catalyst for Wednesday's show talking about defensive linemen. So I'll keep this one brief. Um, he is just one of the meanest, nastiest, most physically powerful and dynamic interior defensive linemen in the NFL. And it's, it's not close. Like it's a tier of like JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, and Sue is like the three guys that I can definitively say, you know, Watt is just a freakish athlete. Donald's more compact, but more explosive, more of like a bowling ball. And then Sue is just a raging bull. And uh, watching him play with such violence, but such precision at the same time, really is is special. And uh, for defensive linemen, especially this past year, interior defensive linemen, uh, my top-rated defensive tackle was Malik McDowell, who was a second-round value for me and a second-round grade. Uh, so it gives you an appreciation of a player that has that kind of power, that kind of strength, and can really move like an edge player, like Sue can do sometimes. But he does it with consistency. And that's like McDowell. McDowell flashes, but the motor's up and down. And, Joe, you kind of talked about some tweener-type guys. I'm not even going to say Sue could play edge full-time because it's totally miscasting where he's at his best because his top strength is his strength. But if you put him outside an offensive tackle, I don't know that I would necessarily expect him to lose more than he would win. I think he's winning those reps just because he's such a physically overwhelming player. And uh, you don't see that very often. So that's, um, you know, I'm just trying to think through my top defensive tackles over the course of the past couple of years. Uh, Rashid Hagman was my top defensive tackle from 2014. Uh, McDowell was 2016. Or, I'm sorry, 2017. Joe, help me out. Any 15, 16 defensive tackles off the top of your head? Uh, Chris Jones, 
who who yeah. went to Kansas City, was my top defensive tackle in 2016. Like, none of these guys had that constant tenacity. So that's a trait that I, I might have to put a star next to going forward. Yeah, something about these guys that really want to – want to impose their will and do it. You know, it's, it's, it's a mentality. It's a way guys play. I mean, it's, it's important, man. These guys in the NFL, they're big, strong, powerful dudes. And if you're not going to bring it, you're not going to match it. You're not going to exchange power. You're not going to play. You're not going to succeed. Uh, the guy that I want to mention that, that does that Kalichi assembly guard, Oakland Raiders, man, whoa, want to have a, want to have a good time, pop on his tape and, and just watch him maul people. Um, you know, he's a guy with a ton of length, a ton of size, but he can move. And he plays with good technique, and he's he's got a ton of power, but that power is maximized because he knows how to use all of his physical giftings in concert to move bodies, right? So I mentioned that he's long, that he's big, he bends well. And so when you have a guy with his play strength that knows how to you know, work his power through his legs, uncoil his hips, through his hands, and, and uproot people. You know, you have a guy that's one of the best interior offensive linemen in the game and, and, and creates a ton of space. I mean, what what I really appreciated so much about Assembly is is how much power he can generate so quickly, how much he can uncoil and and get his hands quickly on somebody and explode through, explode through his hips and, and really just ragdoll guys. And, you know, he, he, he's, he's kind of the king of, of just timing everything up, locating his punch and, and so quickly turning you out of your gap that it's, it's, it's a losing battle for, you know, defensive linemen or linebackers that he's, he's working to get. So, his his power and, and how that technique works together was really revealing. And then, you know, just kind of to, for the application of how this it gets a little bit back to the draft and our evaluation process is, you know, it's really great to see the best in the NFL and how they win and compare it to these college players and, and things that they do and don't do. And, and, you know, players that are being successful at the NFL, you know, the players that we're projecting to be in the NFL need to give you inclinations on tape that they can replicate and do these same things. Now, I'm not talking about every football player being the same as as the best of the best like we're talking about right now. But there has to be inclinations that that let you know that you know they can compete at that level. And, and you know, if you're projecting them to be a high level player. Well, then they should be doing things that high-level players are doing in the NFL against you know competition that, quite honestly, is not going to be there at the next level all the time. So, you know, it's really been great to just look at these traits and and understand how and why players in the NFL win and apply that to the way you look at these college football players and make sure that there's there's uh, some parallels or else you don't have an NFL prospect. Right, and you know the perfect. Uh, example of that that stands out my in my mind this year uh, is Derek Carr, and that's another player that I did a breakdown on just yesterday for FanRag. Uh, perfect timing with him signing his contract extension. Um, but Joe, do you remember some of the system qualms that people had with Derek Carr? Oh my God, I remember yeah, very much in that USC game, right? Yep, that he got hammered for that USC game, uh, but that offensive line didn't stand a chance, and he was playing banged up in that game, and everybody said, oh, it's it's all screen passes and, and deep shots. Screen passes and deep shots. But there was enough there 
uh, and I, I read through my film assessment of Carr from 2014. Uh, Joe, both you and I had him as a top 15 player on each of our respective boards that year. Uh, so hat tip to you. Great minds think alike. Um, but there was enough there with the nuance and timing and understanding, getting to the top of your drop and the ball coming out. Not necessarily, he can't control the routes that are being run, but he's showing a mastery and a con- conceptual awareness of timing, drop relationship to route depth and route break. And that's something that I can draw a relationship right to with somebody like Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina. And you hear a lot of the same qualms. Now, Trubisky doesn't have the same pure arm talent that Carr has because Carr, he has a cannon, man. Uh, He had a a couple throws, including one against Joe's Buffalo Bills, uh, trailing by one in the fourth quarter with about 14 minutes left in the game. And Carr takes a deep set, a five-step drop, hitches off his back foot, and has a guard being collapsed into his lap, but just just a flick of the wrist, and this ball probably travels uh, 40, 45 yards in the air and just drops right into Amari Cooper's hands down the right sideline for a touchdown to go ahead. Uh, So it's an example of a player that came out recently in Trubisky that had criticisms that kind of parallel what you saw from Carr. But just like Carr, I saw those third and six back foot hits the ground and ball is out on an out pattern to Ryan Switzer throws. I saw that deep drop and hitch into a vertical shot down the middle of the field uh, to split the safeties in cover two. Like you see these examples of these things happening, and that's why I'm willing to maybe make the leap and why I had Trubisky as a first-round player and why I had Carr as a first-round player because, Joe, as you said, you have to be able to see that relevance with what they're doing and what high players do at the NFL level. You know, uh, one thing that I I saw on Twitter today that I I think fits in well with this discussion is from Ted uh, Nguyen, who is – Another analyst at FanRag Sports does really good work. Uh, he was able to ask Wade Phillips about game planning specifically against Derek Carr uh, back. Uh, I, this is, I guess, today. And and Wade Phillips said that he's a young star quarterback, the accurate with arm talent. The challenge is getting enough pressure on him to make him throw sooner than route timing requires. You have to make him throw checkdowns or quickly. There are no real answers against good quarterbacks. And and I think you know when, when you talk about that play specifically against Buffalo, which obviously I remember very well, there's no defense for a perfect throw that's un, that's delivered with relation to the route, the break. Uh, and, and when you have that working in concert, you just, you can't stop it. And, uh, you know, Carr is one of those guys that has the physical giftings to do all of that. And, and the mental processing there, the, the leadership traits are there. And, you know, now he's the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. That's a, a pretty incredible thing to stop and think about. A, a player that uh, wasn't even a first-round pick. Uh, he wasn't my first-round guy. He, he was in my first too. round, too. Uh, <laughs> but, but still, and people are going to get hung up over that contract. But, guys, just remember, give it three years, 
and Carr will probably be the eighth to twelfth highest paid player in the league, and that's fair. You know, it's just the way the league is trending. But uh, Joe, this was fun. You know, kind of talk about the draft and make some connections to the NFL and take advantage of some of the work that FanRag is having us do. Uh, but let's wrap it there. Let's we, we've wet the people's appetite for some X's and O's and technical talk, and uh, I think this is something great that we should probably think about following up on uh, in the coming weeks as we continue to do some work for FanRag and do some film breakdowns on NFL stars across the league. Uh, that is going to wrap for us today. I hope you guys all enjoy your weekends. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, please let us know. Let us know with a review. You can do so on iTunes. Uh, make sure you follow along. You can follow the podcast at NDTScouting.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, any of the other podcast uh, apps that are out there. Uh, we're probably connected on, so please uh, hit that subscribe button and follow along. Join us for the ride that is the Draft Use Podcast. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, you can reach Joe on Twitter. He is at the Joe Marino. I am on Twitter at NDT Scouting. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash NDT Scouting. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy your weekends, and we will be back with another show on Monday. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Vast National Bank, we value our billions of customers. Whether you're in Dubai or Tokyo or just London, we care. So bank big with us. Sure, your local community bank may seem friendly and helpful. Their small business loans may even help your town grow and prosper or whatever. But would they help you liquidate an offshore account to bedazzle your private jet? <laughs> no. Bank with a community bank and help your community grow. Find yours at banklocally.org.